Healing in Harmony with Cora Flora. And today I'm dressed in red. I've got my leather, my red bra. I've got the fire behind me. There's a really juicy topic today of reclaiming our sacred whoredom. Yes, that's what I said, with Taria Wild Rose. And before I share a bit more about her, um, I just want to share like how our paths connected because I feel like this is really relevant and it'll be informative and helpful to you and to me and to all of us. Um, so I first met her when I was doing readings at the Oracle in Seashell, BC, and I don't remember a lot of readings. Honestly, stuff flows through and I forget it, and often I don't even remember the people, but with her, I remember that there was some stuff flowing through around sacred sexuality and teaching and having really amazing, juicy, magical soul codes around this stuff, and I just kind of let it go, and I was like, whatever, like, you're really cool, like, it was a magical reading, and then maybe a month or so, a few months later, I was about to meet a new guy I just met on Tinder. And I was at the, uh, the Gumboom Cafe in Roberts Creek, BC. And I was sitting there on the, on the deck, like ready to meet this new amazing dude. And I saw you and I remember we just had this conversation and it, it meant a lot to me because I remember you were with a guy and it symbolized like having a boyfriend and just sacred sexuality. and. So anyways, I ended up meeting this guy and we had a beautiful love and sex experience. Um, we are now not in contact, unfortunately. I tried to be friends, whatever he ghosted me, whatever, bless his soul. Hopefully we can be friends someday. Not my, not my business at this point, I try my best. But a cool thing I will say about that experience with him is one of my archetypes, one of my parts connected to my trauma is a whore and through the experience of the stuff that was triggered in my life and then the experience with him, I got to play her out. Like she got to really engage some really beautiful stuff with him. So I'm really grateful. Um, and I just want to give thanks to all life and all our experiences because they're all valuable and meaningful no matter what happens. Um, but I'm super, super, super thankful to connect with you again because you're such a magical queen. And I know that you've been pursu pursuing your inspiration and your growth, and your evolution so much. And I, I'm just so grateful to meet with you and connect and hear more and receive jewels and treasures and share that with the world around this. So Taria, please take the stage. Tell me who you are, what, what your experience is of how our paths aligned and also where you're at now and what your greatest inspiration is around this topic. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, it feels really uh, synchronistic and juicy to be here with you and definitely when our paths cross at the oracle um there was a lot i just remember feeling really high vibrational and like like we were operating in another dimension <laughs> almost because i had to like when i left i needed to ground myself into the earth it was just yeah our, our frequencies felt really aligned and magical and so um i just feel really grateful and blessed that our paths are aligning again to talk about reclaiming our sacred whoredom. Yeah, so I am Taria Wild Rose, and today is the tonight is the full moon in Cancer, and it is also the wolf moon. And 
it feels very symbolic to me because last year during this moon at this time, I was really in mourning for connection and community and really feeling that mourning of the wolf. And uh, this year, so much has birthed in my life where I am feeling really landed in connection, in community, in living my passion, my purpose. So yeah, I, I just want to acknowledge um, the beautiful grandmother moon and also the wolf totem and sing a song. And it is called the wolf song. This song is from the Kootenays, and it was introduced to me by a woman named Sarah Cadeau at one of our drum groups, and it's a real heart opener. Um, to me, this song really symbolizes no one getting left behind, because this theme of reclaiming our sacred whoredom, the subtitle to that is Walking the Path of the Demonized, Forgotten, Exploited feminine and rebirthing into passion, power, and purpose. So I'll just sing a couple push-ups and then we'll see where it flows from there. Thank you. And I apologize if I overstepped in harmonizing a little bit. I could not resist. <laughs> Honestly, I'm already, can I chant a little bit? Like, just like flow a little bit. I wanted to sing with you. And I just, because I could hear lyrics and feel lyrics of just like, hey, oh, hey, oh, you are never alone. Hey, oh, hey, oh. Your heart is your home. Hey, oh. You are never alone. Oh my gosh, I want to sing with you in person. It's tough because digitally, you know, there's like, it's sometimes hard, but um, now I'm planning the seed to meet in person again someday and sing because I can feel there's going to be potent magic. Wow, you know, just you bringing that in, I can just feel the watery tenderness of this Cancer moon and yeah, I feel really touched. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Already we just started. We're already. No, and the tears are coming. That's okay. And you're, are you crying? Did you have tears? I was getting there, yeah. <laughs> then that's okay. It's beautiful. It's so sacred. Oh. Yeah, apparently this moon, yeah, with the new moon, or sorry, the full moon in Cancer, sensitivity, surprising revelations, etc. Um, but I have to say, I'm so, so I'm so excited to explore this whoredom topic. And I have to admit that before you chose this topic, you were feeling the feminine Christ consciousness, and you had contacted me right before Christmas, and I was like, yeah, like I got so excited that I almost like. I sent a very, I sent a very enthusiastic email back to the point where I was embarrassed after I was like, did I just overreact? But you just, you lit up my life. I was like, oh my God, yes. And I feel like even though we're now exploring, reclaiming the sacred boredom, there's a connection. There's a connection between these things, but I would love to hear from you. Like, what is your inspiration? Like, why do you feel inspired to explore this? <sighs> my life, my life is my inspiration. And you know, my, my work with women and um, yeah, just really tuning into the need to blast through a lot of the shame that women carry around sexuality, all of this internalized shame that has been passed down through the generations and um, has been impacting us on so many levels. Um, and recently, the reason why I switched it to reclaiming sacred whoredom, um, is because I was called a whore. And, you know, there's a part of me that is surprised by that at this point in my existence. Who do and I fear? I'm just kidding. But, I, but seriously though, <laughs> I'm already ready to fucking spear somebody. Just kidding. It's not, you don't have to share, but I'm just saying. Yeah, well, um, and, and the thing was, like, they, I'm just going to keep the terminology to they, um, they were using it in a very derogatory, demonizing uh, way in order to shame me for the amount of people that I've been with in my life. Um, and then there was another part of me, so the anger, the, there was anger that burst in me, and I could feel the, the fierce feminine of Shakti, like, what did you just say and how dare you how dare you and i let them know i let them know that that would not be tolerated and that would not be okay and there was another part of me that was like i am a whore i am a whore in the in the original context of whore you know this word whore has been used to shame and demonize and once upon a time it was also a word from derivatives from hebrew and um akkadian to mean womb priestess womb priestess or also other derivatives hara meaning another word for our womb space so it's, it's interesting because many times in my life, I have been called a whore. And to now be able to um, reclaim it in, in, the, in the original context feels very 
empowering. And yet that's not to take away from the context that this person was using it in, which was 100% not okay. And, you know, allowing that anger to be expressed in me that it, it just will not be tolerated. Wow, good for you. And I feel like that's so, yeah, that sucks. And I'm sorry, you don't deserve that. And at the same time, thank you. <laughs> because you obviously helped activate some magical wisdom and empowerment. So thank you. Um, but yeah, I can relate to that feeling of like, feeling shamed for being sexual for being like, ravenously passionate for exploring and meanwhile like these things are actually so sacred and so important and I love what you said kind of at the beginning of our call where you were saying that part of reclaiming that sacred whoredom that sexual essence and that empowerment is taking it out of the hands of it being something that's patriarchal and that that men shame us for or they have power over but actually being like hey if I want to enjoy this part of myself, the part of me that loves sexuality, like that's what it is. When I, like my whore part, she just loves being sexual. And unfortunately she was born from kind of challenging situations, but she just loves sex and she just wants to be fucked into oblivion. And she's the part of me that just loves that and just can almost use it as like an access point to source, like through this deep surrender. And that is fucking sacred. Because sexuality, even though we've been taught that it's, We've been taught many things. Many of us have been programmed many things that it's just for procreation or it's just for pleasing a man or it's just for, even for our own selves. Oh, it's just for pleasure or acting like porn or it's just for this. But ultimately, even if it's, even if we think, oh, it's just for love between people that love each other, even that is a program. Whereas deep down, if we actually tune in, it's like, there is so much more, there are mysteries. There are sacred mysteries that many of us who have deep soul connections through different lifetimes, lineages with this wisdom are reawakening. And, and I know for me, like it comes through the mystery. It's not something, I mean, I can read books and read pieces here and there, but ultimately my direct experience is gonna be the thing that helps and awakens and empowers me the most. And that happens through life experience and just receiving. Yeah, 100%. I, I love the passion and the fire that comes out as you're as you're sharing how much you love that part of you that loves sex and your sacred boredom. I love it. Yeah, what also comes up for me there is, you know, that's the statement, the spiritual is sexual. The spiritual is sexual. If I was to go into some of my ceremonial spaces, and say that it would be utter blasphemy because there's such a separation between spirituality and sexuality um, and all of the rigidity and the rules around what it looks like to be a spiritual person and 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 how they just can't interplay together in those spaces and as you're saying our our sexual energy is spiritual energy it's our creative energy it's it's the effing life force to birth worlds, you know? And, you know, in that, I also tune into like, Mama Gaia, Mama Gaia is a whore. <laughs> Mama Gaia has birthed so much beauty and possibilities that, you know, pretty amazing. 
totally amazing. And I have to say that there's two songs that are popping into my head that anyone here listening, I recommend you listen to. There's a song called Whore by a metal band called In This Moment, highly recommend. And there's a song that I just discovered recently called uh, Ugly by Jaira Burns, who also has a song called Goddess, it's amazing. But she talks about just being called a whore and all this stuff and and it, it both the horror song though by in this moment is incredible like if you ever want to alchemize that pain around being called that and then turn it into power like this song will do that for you as an anthem um but yeah likewise it's funny that you said the spiritual is sexual because i've had conversations with magical inspiring people where we've said the sexual is spiritual. So it's kind of like both and, and actually Layla Martin, one of my greatest inspirations around sacred sexuality and healing, especially around sexual trauma. She has said, what did she say? She said that um, sex and meditation are similar. Like just one is static and one is moving. And that makes a lot of sense. Like I know for me, when I think of the deepest, greatest expression of sexuality and that love energy, it's, it is meditation. Um, but yeah, the challenge I know for me as someone who has trauma is being willing to welcome and love anything that comes up. So it's not always like, ah, like, you know, porn gives this idea that like all women are just like, ah, 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 like whatever, like they're just like, you know, Barbie dolls that are just, you know, just squeaky toys, <laughs> but real goddesses, real women and real people, because men too, all beings of all genders, all kinds, we all have a variation, a huge world, a whole rainbow of emotions and experiences. And to actually access that spiritual space in sexuality requires an openness and a love and a devotion to whatever comes up, because it's not always just going to be like, yay, look at me, I'm pretty and sexy and hot. Yay, you did it, good job. Like it, that might happen, but more than likely, if you wanna go into a really deep space and that magical, mystical, spiritual space, you gotta be willing to face your shadows and your demons and like whatever fucking emotions come up. And I'm curious for you, like, do you have experience in that or what wisdom do you feel inspired to share around that? totally you're you're bringing into play the that sexuality can be this beautiful opportunity for self-actualization you know so yeah there is that more shadowy um what i also and my mentor likes to refer to is immature feminine or immature masculine just the ways that we navigate our world outside of our awareness and so when you know for myself personally when i could start to presence with my shadows and bring my unconscious into my conscious reality from that place I can use or harness sexuality kundalini energy um, to remember myself as god as goddess as source as one with all of creation it is yet another pathway to enlightenment and one that actually harnesses and acknowledges this beauty, beautiful body temple as a resource to do so. And, you know, you're bringing up the shadow of sexuality. Part of why I wanted to connect with you was to talk about, you know, um, my experience being exploited as a teenager in sex trafficking. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe I'll let you kind of guide that. Where, where do you, where are you tuning into? We can go with that. 
It's interesting because I simultaneously, I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going into the goddess zone. We're going, because simultaneously, I'm like, wow, like, let's talk about like how good it is to like have a lover and honor them as God or goddess and let that love with them, that lovership be a journey of alchemizing them into their greatest potential through worship, mutual worship. And that's, to me, that's where I want to go. And then it's interesting that then you simultaneously brought up probably one of the most challenging shadows that anyone can have. And like, and I think that, yeah, like I said, everyone has it and myself as well. I have a lot of stuff that I haven't yet dealt with that it's there. And, um, but I think that it's both, you know, and that's the beautiful thing about life and love and magic and spirituality and being a human and all of it is like, we're light and dark and, I do think that this is path is not for the faint of heart. Like for someone who just wants a squeaky toy that just tells them you did a good job. And then, you know, is like a you know 10% of their true self. Okay, go on, click out of this video is not for you. But if you're interested in like real self-actualization, self-realization, self-crystallization, like really being your God self and supporting your lover, whoever you so choose to be that God self as well. Like being willing to face and love through any dark and light, like this is so fucking worth it. And especially like, I love and really honor you for stepping up and sharing that because it's so brave. And I feel like there's so many people who have been through similar things this lifetime or others. Cause that's something that I want to remind people is like, we all have so many different paths and, and being able, like, even if you're aligning with this video, with this podcast, you likely have some degree of resonance or connection with this. So I invite you to be sensitive, be open, be compassionate. There's going to be jewels and treasure here for you. Um, but yeah, so I feel like I'd love to just um, invite you, I mean, to share whatever you feel inspired about that, um, but definitely focusing on the potential and focusing on perhaps why you feel your soul chose what you've chosen in this lifetime on a deep level. If that's, I'm sorry if that's too bypassy, feel free to like throw it in the garbage if that doesn't resonate. But like, what do you feel are the benefits of being you and all the healing you've done and what is possible for you thanks to everything that you've been through? Is that too much? Flow with it if you want. Yeah, I'll, I'll flow with it. You you just helped to, to weave some pieces um, together and, and, you know, what I was even noticing there was the energetics internalization and even bigger than that it's like you know as we as we reflect on the light and the dark there energetically there there can be this felt sense of we don't want we don't want voices to be heard we don't want the shame to be uh, alchemized alchemized because the shame in my experience and in people, women that I work with, you know, the shame keeps us collapsed and shut down and playing small and voiceless and, you know, just all of the reasoning and the stories as to why we shouldn't do it, you know? So even in that right now, I can acknowledge this like, oh no, let's just stay in the light. Let's just stay in the light. Let's stay in the, how this is going in the very goddessy sacred sexuality. And the reality is for that, for that to birth, there was a whole bunch of initiations that took place in the shadows and the darkness and that more and more every day i am learning to love just as much just as much because the depth 
the depth of that shadow pain and darkness is what actually is birthing the power passion and purpose that i have today and that many humans also have access to you know and i i almost want to say to the ones that have been through the most trauma holy shit are you powerful <laughs> and it, it you know okay let's get bypassed you here a little bit but it excites me to feel into the purpose of that individual do yeah absolutely and i have to say we've we've got nine minutes in this we're going to come back into this we're going to come back and do part two of this but um yeah i have to say same thing and i know for me like there have been times on my healing journey when i I was just so stuck in the muck and in so much pain and so much shame. And, and like for so many survivors of sexual trauma, it's like, we're just told like we're just damaged goods and like we're gaslighted and we're like shamed and scapegoated. And even for me, like to come out of the closet of like, this is what I feel and, and try to, you know, even like, I remember one of my greatest, most magical sexual connections when I first, one of my first um, like boyfriends, um, it was magical. And then it, it was a deep, it was one of those deep, like goddess awakening sort of connections. And then I started to get flashbacks. I started to get really intense feelings and he didn't know how to deal with it. And neither did I, I was just like, I don't know what's happening. Why is this happening? Why is, why is all this stuff coming up when we're like in this beautiful, intimate connection together? Um, and then it ended up ending that relationship. One of many factors. Oh my God, it's four, four, four right now just saying angels thanks for helping us um but yeah since then that was many years ago that was probably 13 years ago actually and 13 or 14 and now I'm in a space where I'm getting back to that place but now I have all the school sorry all the schooling all the I meant skills and tools but school I have all the like you know ability I can deal with it now now I've learned oh that's a flashback that's PTSD oh that's this kind of feeling that's that kind of a reaction it deserves this kind of care and it's nice to be empowered to know that like it's just ptsd it's just trauma everything is lovable everything is workable and figure outable and the beautiful thing is like as well learning more about like our culture and how it shames this stuff like it's it's really valuable to now realize oh that's just people not being able to deal with it because they never learned how to deal with their own trauma. They never went to therapy. They were taught to shame. And it's nice to know like, oh, this is just patterning. It's just conditioning. It can be unlearned. It can be loved through and alchemized and all that stuff. Like we're just here to just blaze through it. Like, thanks for the fuel. I'm flying now. <laughs> and <laughs> a little bit brave yes. there. But like, it's nice to know like what we've been through doesn't define who we are. It's just something we went through. And especially when we learn how to heal through it and like reach out for the right support, whether it's therapists or psychedelics or lovers or friends, whatever it is that helps us heal and grow through it and glow through it. It's like that shame doesn't have to kill our magic. Cause that's something that uh, Carolyn Grace Elliott, the author of existential kink, I will praise her forever. She says shame is the magic killer. So as soon as we let shame not we don't have to let it end our magic like as soon as we love through it then it's like oh no actually this darkness and this love and this sexuality is my magic so I reclaim it mm -hmm. beautiful 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 I love that I'm just curious if we want to 
pause for part two? Let's do it. Okay, yeah, because my cat, I just saw her at the door. So do you want to, we'll come back into the same link and uh, all right. Okay. See you in a moment. All right, everyone, welcome back to part two of this podcast video magical healing experience. And we had a little chat around where we want to go with the second part. I was kind of saying, perhaps what if we share how to reclaim your sexual whoredom? But then Taria was kind of saying that she wants to explore more how to explore the shadow and smash the energetics and actually like instead of bypassing and just people pleasing and like oh, what do i think i should do actually be like okay wait no right here right now what do i actually fucking actually want to do and so we're embodying that and i would love to give you the mic and the opportunity whatever you want queen like go for it yeah yeah so you know, the energetics that I was talking about of shame, like it's, it's real, you know, and I recently I was um, invited in into this opera uh, on sex trafficking of youth and somebody had said to me, wow, it's really great that you are even, you know, showing up as the face of someone who's been sex trafficked because most survivors won't talk about it because of all of the shame. And I realized in my life, I have touched on it. I have alluded to it. I've put it in my Psychology Today profile. But in terms of like really um, entering and kind of owning it publicly, I, I have yet to do that. So having said that, I'd like to take a journey back to, you know, my childhood and, and kind of focus on some of the themes of what created the conditions for a young girl to be trafficked. Um, I was adopted. My uh, birth mother is Indigenous and she is a, a very fiery woman. She's a very wise woman. She has also been a very forgotten woman in her wisdom. She has been demonized and shamed and put into institutions for her wisdom, you know, which is kind of, we can see the thread of the witch hunts coming into the last hundred years as well. Um, she had been through a lot of trauma in her own life and she didn't have the capacity to be a mom to me. And you know, in her survival mechanisms and strategies, she was partying a lot and using a lot of drugs, which left me and my brother very exposed to humans who were partying and, you know, would sexually abuse us, you know? And so anyways, recently I actually heard another thread of that story where my auntie shared with me that she suspected that we were being sexually abused and she had said something to my birth mother and my birth mother kind of told her where to go and um and then during one time when she was visiting with her she overheard her say let's sell the kids for drugs again yeah so 
my auntie, who already in her knowing, in her knowing, knew that this was happening to us, knew, she knew it, and she wasn't trusting her knowing, and, you know, had the explicit external evidence, and decided to call the child welfare system. So we get taken away, put into the child welfare system. Um, there's essentially just so many layers of another juicy story upon story upon story. So many like birth, life, death, rebirth cycles, just cycling through my whole life. But with these like, with these big T trauma, like, holy crap. How are you even still existing? <laughs> and, you know, we'll weave into now for a moment. Um, not only, like, it's, it's, it's not even that I'm existing, I'm also consciously choosing to keep, how are you able to keep your heart open still? You know, how, how, are, how, have, how have I not decided to just say F off to the world and you know, give up. Anyways, going back to that story, um, my story, uh, I was adopted and what I really realized early on was that my emotions, sensitivities, gifts, because I was very in tune with other worlds, were not going to be accepted. You know, and as many of us, I often heard, you know, do you want something to cry for? You know, so you learn over time that it's not safe. It's not safe to have emotions. Uh, it's, and if you do have an emotion, especially as a female, it can only be sadness. That's the only socially acceptable emotion um, from a nurturing, caring, good girl female. So my nervous system kind of went into as, as many self-identified females nervous system has gone into a clap shutdown response where actually for times that I should have been really angry about things, you know, and of course as children we are dependent upon important people and our caregivers to take care of us. So we're not going to go saying to our mom or our dad or our caregivers, F off the way you're treating me right now, it's not okay. We're not going to do that. So we're going to figure out what we need to do to survive. And part of my survival was to shut down all of my anger and just be in sadness, but also be in sadness only when I was alone in my room and make sure I hit it. Um, so of course, over time, all of that was building up. All of my anger was building up, building up, building up throughout all of the abuse that I experienced, all of the neglect, all of the shaming. My adoptive mother used to make fun of me. Um, with my brother and like they gang up on me and then I'd go to school and I'd be made fun of there. So I really had no like safe place to land. And so there was this fire and this rage just boiling inside of me. And finally at the age of 11, um, I had found out some other information. My knowing also kind of told me, you know what, this person is probably not my mother. This person is probably not my father and I'm going to find out. And so I'd snoop through my parents' room, my adopted parents' room, and I found adoption papers. So I also knew that I was adopted, and I decided to hold on to that information uh, until I didn't. And when I didn't was when I had had enough with all of the abuse. 
and I let my anger come out and my rage come out at my um, adoptive mother. And it was very liberating. At the, at the other part of that though is because it was so fierce, it also went right back into shutdown because I wasn't able to find um, any fluidity or flexibility with it. I had said some things which probably was okay that I did, um, but that put me in a guilt and shame cycle. You know, oh, see, that's what happens when people get angry. You know, so I kind of made a decision to to not get angry like that ever again. So sh again, shutting down from my anger. Um, so I get put back into the foster care system. Group homes are a shitty place to be. Um, I was definitely the, the warrior for the girls in there. And if anybody was getting picked on, they would come to me and um, I would stand up for them. Mm, but even that got tiring after a while. And I would run away. I'd run away to the streets of Toronto and I was vulnerable. I um, wasn't feeling good about myself. I had tried really hard as a child to earn love and care and attention. I was great in school. I was great at sports. I wrote like a letter to the Prime Minister saying about some social justice issue and he even wrote me back. <laughs> um, but nothing worked. Nothing worked. And actually in grade five, I remember my teacher saying in front of the whole class, Oh, we always knew Tria was smart, but darn isn't she getting pretty. So somehow like, yeah, I know, weird and creepy and absolutely not okay. But there was a part of me at that time that was like, geez, I've tried everything else. And this must be my, this, this must be it. This is, this is my value. I'm pretty. And so there was a lot of externalization of my, of my value and my worth as my looks from from that point on yeah so I became a a great target for pimps and spent the ages of 13 to 16 being trafficked in Ontario between like Niagara Falls Toronto um, indoors so indoors in massage parlors and working in hotel rooms as well as outdoors doing street level sex work yeah, I know that's a lot. I, I, I shared a lot there. Um, yeah, so maybe we could just take a moment to, to pause and ground and just land into that. Wow, that, that is a lot. That is a lot. Absolutely. And I just want to thank you for sharing everything. Like it's such an honor to receive your story and to receive like the depth of your journey. And I feel like I want to honor your courage, your strength, your power to not only as a soul go through all that, but then also be you, this beautiful, healing, blossoming, amazing, gorgeous soul being woman, goddess, queen, and and showing up on this podcast and being willing to share that because 
you don't deserve to feel any shame. Like, honestly, it's like life brought you these experiences. You did the best you could, just as your ancestors did the best they could. And, you know, all, all of us, like, even when I think of trauma, it's just this recycling thing. We're all doing the best we can. And the beautiful thing about this time is there's so much support for our healing. There's so much consciousness. And now, like, the possibilities are endless. Like, and in a way it's almost, I mean, I know for me, like Teal Swan, one of my greatest, um, one of my greatest spiritual teachers, especially around this shadowy stuff, because she's been through like a lot of intense sexual trauma, ritual abuse, satanic stuff, like some of the shadowiest of the shadow. And there's no comparison. All pain is valid. Um, but she's an example of someone where I think, wow, like she went through that. And then here she is, this beautiful being who has like, you know, over a million subscribers on YouTube and she went through some of the darkest shit, but she's just this shining diamond of light. And that's what I see in you. It's just someone who's just like this pure blossoming love being. And like, yeah, I just want to thank you for being love and loving through all that you went through because that's, that's your superpower. And yeah. And I feel too, like, it's like, I, I am definitely interested in, like you said at the beginning, A, reclaiming the sacredness of love, the sacredness of sexuality, and perhaps even the love we had to summon to cope with a world that doesn't exactly treasure and respect little girls and women, teenagers. And in fact, like you said, pimps them out, uses them, abuses them in different ways. And um you know, like I'm even having a memory of like one of my uncles, I was at a family gathering and he just, I was like a 20 something adult and he just ran up, slapped my ass and then ran away laughing and no one did anything. Like, this is like, like I have a lot of memories from my childhood that are kind of murky, but like, this was like a pure adult, like a hundred percent with my full consciousness of this main being that I am now. Um, it happened. I was like, and no one did anything. And I was just like, what like this is the world and like he has all this money in this big fancy house and shit and I've been so angry at this power systems where like these little wounded little boys get all this power and it's just like this is why I'm so passionate about like healing and empowering women and also getting money into the hands of good-hearted people like us that are actually going to use it for good and like bring healing and eradicate all that bullshit but I'm curious for you, like, where do you see your evolutionary arc? Like with everything that you've been through, what do you feel is like one of the potential or what do you feel are some of the potential positive, beautiful things that your soul is kind of being guided into to blossom? Yeah, um, well, it, it's kind of embodied within the, within the theme of, you know, rebirthing into passion power and purpose and one one of the things that really got me through that time especially in my younger childhood years was dance me and my cousin would like my going to my cousin's house was my sanctuary i loved it my auntie was so loving and sweet she she was that safe person and it's such a blessing as a child when you're going through so much drama um, to have at least one person that our heart and our brain and our soul can remember as being you know um, really loving and that secure attachment 
So I, I would go over there and I just wanted to stay there. But me and my cousin would spend hours making up dances. And then we'd go running to my aunt and asking her if she would witness us. And it didn't matter whether she was tired, had a bad day, good day, you know, half asleep, eating. She would always say yes. She would always say yes. So it, it just fueled me. It fueled me. And it's interesting how, you know, as time went on, I really, I really forgot. I really forgot about what created a sense of aliveness and a sense of meaning and a sense of hope in me, which was dance. So more recently, I have become a Kundalini dance priestess. And I kind of look at my life like this mosaic where I was given certain pieces, you know, and or I would see like the whole mosaic and then it's like I wouldn't again. I feel like I finally landed into being able to see the whole mosaic, the whole beautiful masterpiece, which was burst from all of the smashed so-called broken pieces. Mm -hmm. So being able to take my pain, presence with my pain, presence with my shadow, because part of this, my whole life has been initiation, not only this life, but generations before, you know, the women burnt and everything else during the witch hunts, but also in my own past lives has been an initiation. And then more intensely, more consciously, I guess, um, during my training for to become a Kundalini dance priestess, where we're literally going into the underworld uh, to, to see if we get passage through each gate, the seven gates, the seven gates being our seven chakras and going into the underworld of each one of our of each of my chakras was not easy and it, it's not a it's it's really not for the faint of heart you know but being able to see and land into just how resilient just how resilient i am and that level of pain is actually the same level of power mm -hmm. so yeah, there's, there's, it all, I just feel like it all makes sense in this and I am super ecstatic and excited to, to share, to share my, my passion for dance and, and, you know, dance is such a language of the soul and it's so ecstatic. It's like such a high form of soul communication and it's just juicy, juicy magic. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And I feel like I would love to experience that with you. And I can tell it's freaking high magical, deep magical. And I have to say too, even hearing you talk about alchemizing your pain into power, I have a song lyric. Um, I have a song, I forget which song it is, um, but it's coming to me. So I'm just going to sing it. And because for me too, like dance, music like there's so many things that were like my guiding star through the darkness that thing things that now I'm like oh this is it like this is the treasure like this is so important and in a way like thank you trauma 
for helping us to find our gifts. I mean, it's it's hard to say thank you because it's like, oh, that fucking sucked. I don't want to do that again. But <laughs> right, like, let's be honest, we're human, right? <laughs> yeah, like it, the reality is it is extremely challenging, but we can love through it. We can love through fucking anything, and we're changing the culture. We're changing ourselves and cultivating our gifts. And that's the thing is, I feel like really inspired to nurture in myself and in others this sense of inspiration for anyone going through it who's like oh my god fuck I realize now that I have this trauma and it's so shitty and my whole life is feels like it's ending and I want to kill myself or whatever because I've definitely been there many times just know that there is light on the other side it will be fucking worth it keep going stay here keep going it's going to be fucking worth it and um I hope that resonates to anyone who needs to hear it and I just want to share this lyric that's coming through. It's like, um, it's from one of my songs. It's from my album, Victoria, which is all about healing sexual trauma. But I feel like I'm mod moderating a lyric now inspired by what you said, but I'm just going to go for it. All this pain now is my power. All this love I now shower onto my garden of dreams. Because this love is my flower. Yes. Yes. Thank you for bringing that powerful magic in. Yes. And I have to say, I love the rose behind you. I love the rose in your name. And I feel like the rose as an emblem, as a totem is so powerful because the rose is continually blooming. Like when I think of the rose, it's just like, oh, it's kind of like a snake. It's like, oh, you went through that? Oh, well now I'm this. Like, I don't care. I'm infinite. Like I'm fucking source. Like I'm just going to keep blossoming and keep being me. And like, no matter what I've been through, no matter what you fucking throw at me, I'm going to keep getting better and better and better and better. So look out, you know, it's like so powerful. It's yes. Yes. And, and the other symbology of the rose. Yes. It's beautiful. And we definitely treasure its beauty. And the rose has thorns, right? The rose has thorns. So there's, there's just many different layers, you know, uh, to the rose and to a woman. Yeah, we could say human, but I'd like to just bring it into the woman because I know for myself, I was really programmed into the good. I got to be good. I got to be nurturing. I got to be caring. It's okay for me to be sad, but it's certainly not okay for me to be mad. And what I'm realizing more and more is even how my nervous system got programmed or you know, which was passed on through the generations. And it makes sense because it helped me to survive and it helped my ancestors to survive was to default to sadness. And what I'm realizing now is my sadness was actually a cover up for my sacred rage, just rage, rage, which is my power. Mm -hmm. And yeah, there's something so juicy there that I feel really inspired to continue working with self-identified females to allow to come through because I truly believe that our anger is where our power also wants to be birthed and expressed and not in the most politically correct ways either. You know, like Mother Earth herself, she's fires and 
tsunamis and hurricanes. You know, it, it's not all rainbows and butterflies. And yeah, there's just something so, so juicy there when it comes to the feminine and reclaiming our power and, and, and the parts that aren't always so beautiful. The rose is beautiful. And there's parts of me that, that aren't so beautiful. And those parts are amazing too. Absolutely. And so lovable and so worthy of love. And I can relate too to the programming and like ancestral conditioning around like, just be the people pleaser. And there's even this sort of Christian overtone of like, forgive everyone. They know not what they do. And it's like, okay. And, you know, even I feel like there's new age flavors of that that I've experienced around you know just be loving to everyone and just like oh you know the guy you like just wants to fuck everything okay we'll just you know accept him like just love him and just be forgiving and now I'm at a point where I'm like wait <laughs> uh, yeah my my anger is telling me that there's something more that's available for me and potentially for others because that's the beautiful thing is I feel like when I step into my power, that then encourages other people to step into theirs. And I do feel like there's healthy ways of expressing anger. And that's something I've been working with a lot, especially in the last few months. I've had a lot of like sacred rage come up, teenage energy, even like rebellious energy. Um, I, for me, like I love to work with anger through the voice. Like I've, I've done a lot of sounding with women. I'm just like, I just like getting into that. I also love like emoting through dance, through movement, songs, obviously writing. Um, but one of my favorite things right now is actually to listen to female fronted metal and just, and it's nice because then it's just like, I'm just listening to the music and my, my chakras are all open. My energy is all like, yeah, like there's an artist called Mothica that I highly recommend in this moment, obviously recommend her Nova twins, highly recommend. Um, yeah, feel free to anyone who's watching this, like share links. If you have music that helps you, obviously Atlantis Morissette looks like, you know, all hail the queen, one of the queens. Um, but yeah, I've been loving it. Cause then I just listen to this angry fucking Rihanna, listen to this angry music and then just like, and then I just dance and I do whatever, or I'm walking or like maybe smoking some tobacco. I'll, I'll admit that's been helping me a little bit lately. Um, but it's been helpful to just be in this space of balcony where I'm just like, I'm not needing to like prove anything or like, like, I feel like the days of being the victim are kind of over for me. Like I'm at this place now where I'm like, I'm sick of it. I'm tired of like explaining things or trying to like, convince people that I'm worthy and that my feelings matter and that we should change. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, you know what, fuck you. I'm just going to do me now. And like, now I get to be the reward and I get to be the victory and I get to be in my glory. And that is just me honoring what I feel. And if I feel fucking angry and I want to listen to metal and I want to dance in my own sensual way, and then do whatever the fuck I want to do from that space. Like to me, that's like so fucking powerful and it feels so good especially to like finally not reject my anger be like no this is a good thing this gives me power like yeah and it just like makes me stronger and more me and that's what I wish for everyone is to like like yeah there's times for journaling there's times for therapy there's times for like crying in the bath or whatever but there's also times for being like oh like one of my lyrics to my new songs is like this full power goddess is revving up. I'll be fully honest, I'm here to come. Fully alive in this moment now. Fully aligned, my soul knows how. And my soul is definitely telling me. Ooh, 
such juicy stuff. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love how you're listening to the metal. And yeah, there was a song that uh, I used to kind of rage out to or, or imagine myself raging out to before I had that more access to anger over sadness with go take everything. Who is that again? Go. Uh, I think Kurt Cobain's wife. Courtney Love. Love, yeah. Everything. Yeah, music is such a powerful, potent way to to channel all of that for sure. Yeah, it's nice because it's not hurting anyone. Because I do feel like there's harmful ways to, to to do anger: yelling at people, fighting people, aggressing, taking out aggression, or you know, sexually abusing or whatever. Like those are harmful. Let's just say those are not beneficial. <laughs> I'm just gonna say the obvious. The best way is to like do our own inner work and and just alchemize. And then the beautiful thing is then we get to be rock stars and live our best lives and like create really beautiful things. Totally. And you know, what you're saying is super important because I know when I have acted out or acted out my anger in the past after suppressing it for so long, because there's only so long that you can suppress it and then the pressure cooker's got to release the valve. All it did was reinforce that, I, see, I can't be angry. This is why I don't do anger, because look what happens when I do anger. So the other very important side to that is, yeah, of course we want to have access to it and express it in, in ways that we're not creating or reinforcing a, a guilt and shame cycle, or it's just, you know, raging out, creating harm, going back into clap, shut down, and shame. I want to find that fluidity. It's like, yeah, I'm angry. I'm going to own this. I'm going to listen to some music and dance or punch a pillow or scream into a pillow or do some Kundalini dance and stomp our feet into the ground and be tigers and lions and bears, you know, <laughs> just find, find our own way. Oh, I love it. You know, and I have to admit that, like, I think I said at the beginning of this, uh, this, this interview that I saw the one X. I, did I tell you that I saw him? Like, yesterday or something oh, oh no I can tell you so basically like I haven't seen him in months he ghosted me I was trying to be friends he ghosted me and like yesterday I'm pretty sure it was yesterday I saw him or the day before I saw him like right in front of my house like randomly I haven't seen him in months he was like working on some construction site so I didn't say hi because he was at work plus he ghosted me but boy the woman got us man did my anger come up like i i just went home and then i just was blazing them and i thought should i message him should i do something but eventually i was just like you know what no like i'm i'm gonna let this actually alchemize me and make me more powerful and the interesting thing though that i noticed is when i was in those angry thoughts like i started to have these angry thoughts and i was saying mean things about him in my head but when i looked at myself in the mirror i looked ugly and I was just like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that. And it makes me think of the Aubrey Hepburn quote. Like, if you want to be beautiful, think loving thoughts, you know, say nice things, like be a loving person. And so for me, I had, I was just like, okay, I'm going to come back to that organic spot of like, like, I'm just going to let myself feel whatever, go through it, not take action on the dark feelings, but get back to that space of love and forgiveness. And now I'm at a space where I'm like, you know what, I understand I had a you know a beautiful chat with like a, an elder goddess amazing friend and I just got to the space of realizing like you know what he's hurting like 
whatever. And if he's not willing to like apologize and like be a good friend, then like, he's just not worth me like taking action or like chasing or like even confronting at this point. It's kind of like, you know, I deserve at least base level respect and, and, it, and it's, it's just been good to kind of like go through that whole cycle and like react differently and realize like, okay, like I can, I can choose love and I can, uh, work with my anger in a really healthy, positive way. And hopefully that can also help anyone out there. Like just to know that like you are fucking beautiful inside and out and you deserve to be in that beauty. Like don't let anyone take you down. And like, okay, it's okay to feel anger. It's okay to go through the cycles of whatever you need to go through, but you don't need to take action on the dark things. You don't need to hurt people. You don't need to prove anything. Like confront if you need to, if you really feel it in your core and your heart that it's meant to be. But like at the same time, like you're also like this amazing boss being and you don't have to like, you don't have to beg for love or try to get someone to get something that they don't get it. Like if they are not on your level, like just keep going up because you deserve to just keep going up and elevating. Yeah. Yes, sister. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I feel like we didn't know exactly where this was going to go. Um, and it's definitely touched on juicy pieces of exactly how to reclaim our sacred boredom is, is honoring, honoring. But for me personally, that my anger was this juicy fuel for life. My anger is my passion. It's, it's very, very powerful, juicy energy that deserves acknowledgement and it makes sense, you know, in when I think about the goddess, she's not just Parvati, let's talk about Shakti, she's not just Parvati and Saraswati, the more sweeter expressions of the feminine, she's also Kali and Durga, you know? fuck shit up you know and 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 we can do that in ways where we're not reinforcing a guilt in and shame cycle um that's definitely part of you know claiming sovereignty over who we are you know and and not feeling um ashamed or that we need to fit into any sort of box of what a good woman is you know and, and that good woman piece of who is worthy of that good woman title in terms of sexuality and and monogamy and you know whole other layers but not being promiscuous with their sexuality and who is worthy of that demonizing title because of promiscuity you know or whatever else so just calling all of that out and that in this sovereignty we get to define what that means to us and sometimes it's messy you know, in the underworld or the shadowy side or that goop that I know you're familiar with too, before the, the birthing, it's messy, you know, and it's not going to look perfect. And just to do our best to enjoy the, to enjoy the journey, you know, and to use the information of the dark and the light and what doesn't work to figure out and gain clarity on, yeah, this is what works. This is how I want to define my sexuality. This is how I want to define my whoredom. This is what whoredom means to me, you know, in terms of that sovereignty over our sexuality that is not dependent on a man or ruled 
by by a man or the patriarchal context. So it's really, I don't want to have a conversation about men and women and keep that separation going. It's more about the consciousness that has impacted us all for a long time. So. I love it. And I have to say, we have just two minutes and two seconds left in this interview. So I want to make it count. One, one of the things I do want to share is just like, empowerment and support for anyone listening to this like there are healthy ways to work with anger you can choose love you can express it creatively and i would say too for anyone who's interested i also highly recommend kink healthy kink if you want to explore your anger your power and reclaiming sexuality like one of the things i love about it is it's just kind of like this wild west of like okay, what do we want? And there's so much consciousness and consent and it can just break through the patterns and the conditioning to create, okay, what do I actually want? What do you actually want? And how do we create something that's really revolutionary and fun and perhaps creates a beautiful release in a healthy way? Um, and, uh, and yeah, and I also feel encouraged to just like help you all to just keep connecting with your heart and your love and know that you are a divine being. You are a child of the divine. You deserve the greatest love ever. You are divine. And you get to define what that is. And if it's like being a whore, if it's like, <laughs> whatever it is, if it's being loved in everything that you are, just know that you're a goddess, you're a god and you deserve the best. And I'd love to hear from you, Taria. Fuck, we have less than a minute. What are your, what are your last like magical bursts for these people? Uh, yeah, just lots of love. Really grateful to you, Cora, for creating, co-creating this magical field. And I, I hope that there are some transmissions that, um, you know, people will feel into and, and yeah, sometimes you just never know where the conversation's going to go. And I'm, and I'm grateful to trust in the flow and, and yeah, all, all of what you've said about defining our sexuality and on our own terms. And I love that you brought up existential kink. All right. So thank you so much, everyone, for being here. We are sending you off with lots of love and good intentions for your liberation, for your freedom, for your empowerment, to know that you are pure fucking gold. You are infinite magic. No matter what you've been through or even if you're going through it right now, please know you have the power. You have choice. You can get the fuck out. And also, there will be support. If you reach out, Universe will reach back to you, I promise. There are support systems here for you. And whether you're just starting on the therapy journey or whether you're long into it, just know it's worth it. You're worth it. And there are people who love you. God is with you all the way. And I promise you that what you've been through will alchemize into medicine, into beauty, into more love. So just keep going and know you're worth it. You're worthy no matter what anyone else says around you, no matter what you've been through. You got this because you are God and we love you. We're here for you. And is there anything else that you'd like to add to Rhea? Yeah. Yeah. Just um, heartfelt. You, you are not alone. You are not alone. And it can feel when we are in the midst of going through it, it can feel so lonely. It can feel so lonely and, and, it's really, really tough when we're in that cocoon in the muck of the cocoon to see any possibility that there could be a way through. And if we just hang in there, if we just hang in there and connect with people that we trust and people that we feel safe to open, like that's so important. Who, who, who supports me to open? Um, we, we have this opportunity to 
waits for the magic that you're speaking of, waits for the the full bloom, the full juiciness, the full God, just the capacity to know that we got ourselves and yeah, we can do anything. Like we we can do anything. You know, when when you go through some major shit and some major trauma, like wow, like it's there's just so much. It's hard to even put into words right now because I'm just feeling the the expansion and the admiration for for the gifts of um, souls who who come in to do this big heavy dense alchemizing like it's it's such a gift and it can you can just feel like it's the worst thing ever when we're going through it so just want you to know that you're not alone you're not alone there's others there's others yeah and I just want to add too that on the topic of trauma and fragmentation and spiritual gifts, just want to say that like all of you is fucking magical and like all the ways that you've developed to cope are super powerful. And um, like I will say for me that, like I said, one part of me is like this horror part that um, came to me through EMDR and I don't need to go into it right now, but I just want to say that like all these parts of us and like some of us go through trauma and then we end up awakening to spiritual gifts because part of us is like fuck this this is terrible and then something about us just like flips into the spirit world and just so you know like it sucks but you're so gifted you're so gifted and like if you honor and treasure and love yourself love all your parts love everything that you've been through like there's so much wealth within you you're so fucking powerful like you're infinite and all that stuff like if you love it and are willing to face it like it'll just add to the richness of your being and the like I want to add all these like wealthy rich words right now but like the goals of your life like to realize like oh wow that's like badass that I did that and now I can speak with spirit or like I have intuition I have awareness of other worlds or other lifetimes or whatever and like so just know you're so fucking gifted and even though society might tell you that you're like listen or whatever should you feel shame no 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 no. you are more you are more because of it you are like godly and divine and more powerful so like give thanks good riddance but good, give thanks because you're you you're you now and you're just going to keep getting better and stronger and richer and more empowered and successful in your path so i believe in you like keep going yeah yeah um kind of curious if we want to finish with the wolf song again but you add in your your pieces there Yes, that sounds perfect.
I want to sing with you so bad. I'm, I'm like, there's like so much energy. <laughs> just holding it back. Uh, but okay, I just want to add one more lyric. Do you mind? One, one, another one of my songs is coming to me. I have a song called Fire. And it's yeah. like, this fire is my power. If I can release my fear, this desire will take me higher. Then my mind can steer. Hey, 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 who knows, maybe a goddess retreat or some sort of event. I have no idea, but whatever's in the highest good, I'm so open because you're magic, I'm magic, we have magic together. Oh yeah, yeah, you can feel the frequencies like that's what I that's what I felt like when I when I first met you. It's like whoa, like when I need to like ground myself, it's like those are some extra dimensional frequencies coming together and like, where have you been? <laughs> wow. Well, thank you for showing up. And I'm so happy that, are we recording this? Yeah. No, fuck. Are we not recording it? No, we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yay. We also captured the magic. We got the magic and then we captured it. We're going to share it. So, yeah, so I will edit this and I will post it on my podcast and YouTube and whatever. Um, are there any links? Is there anything you want to promote? This is your chance to kind of guide people to how they can work with you or find you. Yeah. So if you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Taria Wild Rose. And you can also connect with me in my email through my email. T-E-R-R-I-E-A dot H-A-R-R-I-S at gmail.com. I'm also working out of Empower Health, which you can Google as a registered therapeutic counselor. And I would love, love, love if you feel the call, you love dance and you want to explore Kundalini dance, explore your passion, your power, your wild side and everything in between. Yeah. Um, please drop a line and, and I'll let you know what's coming up for Kundalini dance. Magic. Yeah. Pure magic. And two, I have to say that like, I'm just tuning into you a bit more and just like wishing you so much love and well-being, and wishing for your sacred horror, that Hara. It's like, it's like being a conduit for the divine. It's being like a rebellious conduit. Cause I think too, like when I think of safe sexuality where it's like, I don't know. I'm, I'm just gonna like, you know, maybe I'll be missionary. <laughs> yeah, let me just like act like porn and just like, you know, do what the guy wants. It's like that's one thing, but it's it's to really be that full like badass like rebel and just be like, I'm I'm a whore for God. Now that that is sacred and like that is so beautiful and like, hey, if we went through some experiences this lifetime and beyond to cultivate that, fine. 
And you know what, here we are now. And I just want to like bless us for like just being who we are. And like, we get to experience the pure magic that's possible with sacred sexuality and love. So like, I'm so excited for you and me and everyone who listens to this and wishing you guys all the most magical heaven on earth in every way. Well, oh, 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 oh.